0: Welcome to KAW Radio, broadcast every Thursday via Spreaker.com, we bring to you the latest news and information on kick-ass wrestling, the zenith of British underground wrestling since 2008. Sorry about that, minor technical snafu, as you would expect, it's pretty much standard on this uh, on this bloody show. <laughs> Welcome to episode 2 of Series 7 of KW Radio, I'm David Lovell, um, we might play that song a bit later on actually, but uh, here we are on the docket this week, uh, it's ladies night for three nights uh, on the grant front, um, but also I have to talk about uh, a visit to the sausage pit, I mean the cockpit um i'm digging a the hole there <laughs> um but also we had a show last weekend and we've got another show coming up in a matter of well a week holy fuck yes um because the clusterfuck that is november pay nine means that now we have a show on for the first time in a long time a sunday holy fuck uh, details of that to be announced soon. Um as a matter of fact, we may even announce a match for November Pain 9 um on the show. So yeah, while I uh, sort out this snafu and fire a couple of people, um where was it? Here it is. It's <laughs> here is ladies and gentlemen by saliva in its full um glory as it were. Um and then we'll talk about Shot Glory, November Pain uh, and then the weekends lady grabs for days back in a bit folks those who've just joined us welcome once again it's episode two series seven of KW radio once again i'm david lovell and that was saliva ladies and gentlemen and ladies and gentlemen it's time to talk about some kick-ass wrestling action yes we had a show this past saturday it's mary's church hall in shadwell um uh the home of underground wrestling in the east end of london well KW house is arguably but uh that's another story um the point is is that it's you know, a venue that for the last three years has seen some kick-ass wrestling action at its finest. Referring, of course, to St. Mary's Church Hall. Um, and also the fact that it's like five minutes between the two venues. And, yep, you could argue that we are basically a one-organisation hotbed of underground wrestling in the area. But I digress. Um, anyway, so Charlotte Glory took place this past Saturday. Um, we opened the show... ...with a three-way contest as Blaze subbed for his BFF Belial... ...as one half of the self-proclaimed tag team champions of the world uh, squared off... ...with not only one half of the real tag team champions, the Psycho Yank... ...but also a bit of a wild card in Irish Assassin 3. Now, for those wondering if this feels a little bit familiar... This matchup took place back at the final stop, um, and I think it was the final stop. I bloody well hope so because I, you know, if I've got the dates wrong, then I'm buggered. I, um, no, but in all seriousness, I believe it was actually at the final stop, day one to be precise, at KW House. So this three-way contest um, so that saw well, that that three-way uh, saw Psycho Yank uh, defeat Irish Assassin Three, but also uh, it saw Blaze. Cement his change of attitude that led him to joining the administration. So, in this, it was a slightly different outcome. Blaze and Psycho Yank fought out of the building and both got counted out. So Irish Assassin 3 got the victory via a countout in 3.52. Um, I know, generally in a three-way contest, countouts don't necessarily apply. But in this case, it was... um, a blessing in disguise, I think, for IA3. Uh, he was just getting his ass handed to him during the uh, opening three minutes of the contest, and in the final minute, Blaze and Yank just decided, "Fuck it, we'll beat each other up." Bear in mind, we are aiming in the near future for uh, Gotham Vice versus B and B for the well to determine the World Tag Team Championship at some point, either um, at November Pain. Uh, which is now scheduled for Sunday, November the 18th, um, or December to remember on Saturday, December the 1st. Obviously, we will get uh, in touch. Well, we'll keep you in the loop, as it were, as far as when the next Defence of the World Tag Team Championships will be. Speaking of champions and speaking of administration, DL Hicks came out to... uh, Issue an open challenge as um, his number one contender, Drayton Gray. uh, He's been battling uh, some injuries, and that's why Gray missed KW10, as a matter of fact. But he is still the number one contender, and we are desperate for Drayton to be able to recover so he can take his title shot. So Hicks issued an open challenge, and it was answered by someone we haven't seen in quite some time. Referring to former kick-ass wrestling world heavyweight champion and former British-style tournament winner, The Muscle. The man deemed hench as fuck took the prick to the absolute limit. It was a very good title match-up, actually, for the neutral. But it was Hicks who got the victory in 10-33 with the head straight knee strike in a very hard-fought title defence. But I've got a feeling it's going to go... It's got, it, I tell you what, if Hicks is going to survive November 18th, for example, November Pain 9, he's going to have to survive and conquer. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The main event of November Pain 9, I can reveal, is going to be only the third matchup of its kind. Uh, a matchup so brutal, so physical, so, you know, damn right you know, insane at times. We've only had two of them, all of them at November Payne. Um, the Survive and Conquer matchup, we'll see the prick defend the title in three kinds of match, for lack of a better expression. Um, survive and Conquer obviously starts out as a tag team matchup, and then in the event of an elimination, uh, or someone gets pinned or forced to submit, becomes a three-way kick three-way uh, um, uh, kick-ass rules match, and then when someone else is eliminated, it becomes a fifteen-minute Seven Shades of Pain match. And the Seven Shades of Pain, of course, is one part Iron Man match, one part uh, knockouts. Uh, you know, own, you know, knockout stipulation matchup, One part. It's basically uh, as grueling a matchup as you can get in that time frame. Basically, the winner of a Seven Shades of Pain match has to gain seven falls or submissions or they gain one single knockout and they've won. It's really as simple as that. Um, So Hicks has got to go through three challenges in order to become uh, only the third winner of Survive and Conquer. Um, He came close, you could argue, if it weren't for Mr. Danger last year because Hicks, of course, suffered a really nasty cut. During the contest last year, and was forced out of the contest via referee stoppage. Um, but mm, well, Hicks still contends that Mr. Danger had his own agenda at the time, so he considers himself, um, you know, for lack of better expression, I don't. And it's completely within the realm of delusion, I suppose, for anyone who is an administration member. Hicks considers himself undefeated in survive and conquer of course last year it was Super Skull who retained the undisputed kick-ass wrestling championship and the year before that it was Mark West who retained the title although he was only minutes away from being cashed in on by Charlotte Glory Scramble winner Liam Stevens so the champion has a very good pers- uh, a very good record in survive and conquer i.e. surviving and Conquering, but there is obviously the caveat of the Charlotte Glory scramble. Uh, in this case, we'll talk about that in a moment. But of course, it being the uh, event uh, immediately after Charlotte Glory, November Pain is always going to be that first opportunity for Mister or Miss Charlotte Glory to cash in. The undisputed championship is certainly on the agenda for whoever has won the scramble but and i'll mention it later when i reveal the winner of shot at glory scramble the individual who won the scramble may actually want to go for the unified international championship being a former title holder themselves i've kind of given half the game away but speaking of which good segue we had a title unification match, of course, as the final Kick-Ass Wrestling Hardcore Champion Party Time Pete squared off with the current Kick-Ass Wrestling International Champion, Jimmy Suzuki. And I had the honour or misfortune or fortune or whatever it is. I don't know. You could slice it any way you want, really. I was assigned as referee by the Kick-Ass Wrestling Executive Committee and... Oh, my fucking God. This was brutal. Um, Now, I might as well mention that Suzuki suffered an injury to his jaw during the contest. Early on in the contest, um, it was quite a nasty... It wasn't any bones broken or anything like that or any teeth knocked out was what what, what was originally feared. Suzuki suffered a a huge gash in his lower lip Um, and... It was quite nasty. Suzuki, as a matter of fact, had to end up getting that stitched up. So he actually ended up in hospital uh, just to get that um, gash in his lower lip stitched up. Um, it was pretty brutal, but it was par for the course, as you would expect. Pete and Suzuki, two very physical competitors. But at the in the end, it was Suzuki who was probably fired up to a point where even... He had to do things that he may regret. Where, well, the best way to describe how this match ended is party Time Pete ended up trapped uh, in a chair. His leg was trapped in a chair. And Suzuki, uh, no, it was actually the the um, stepladder that uh, is used uh, for high-flying moves. And Suzuki grabbed a chair and hit Pete in the leg twice with it. Well, that was almost grounds for referee stoppage, if I didn't have an excuse beforehand. So in 24 minutes, 29 seconds, Suzuki won the contest via referee stoppage. But that comes with a massive asterisk, because the Kick-Ass Wrestling Executive Committee have put Suzuki under investigation because after the belt i got hit in the head with a knee by Suzuki, which may or may not have been premeditated so the executive committee are currently figuring out what to do now the easiest plan of action would be to strip Suzuki of the title but They have decided not to. Another another solution is simply to give Pete another matchup for the international championship. This seems like the best way to go. However, it's currently a split decision without a majority. It's basically, um, there's a couple of abstentions, for lack of better expression, in the committee voting. So if one of those people who have abstained from voting can actually get on side, either to suspect to um, strip Suzuki of the title or give Pete a rematch, those two situations will be, you know, one of those two situations will happen, um, and obviously we can report that next week on KAW Radio. But uh, uh, it seems that there is a deadlock in the committee in regards to what action should be taken. Um, and some some further investigation was also required as well as of a couple of hours ago. So that's something to bear in mind in regards to this situation involving Jimmy Suzuki and Party Time Pete. But um, I would not be surprised if we do break the deadlock and it goes in the way of the rematch. But uh, we'll find out in the next seven days. Um, And then finally... We had the shot at Glory Scramble. So only four contests on this card. Um, It began very quickly, actually, with Tequila, Salvador, Miss Tigress. Um, Starting the contest, Tigress is on a roll to the point where she took out Tequila very early on. And Tequila was first eliminated in the scramble. Then Tigress got counted out. She literally walked out on the match after pinning Tequila, so the timer was sort of brought forward, uh, and competitors number three and four were brought in. Um, number three was El Cuano Erecto, and number four was Horse Meat. So already half the field in space of less than the time it normally takes to go from number two, numbers one and two to number three. In the scramble that um, went down. So we were already ahead by a few minutes, as it were. So El Queno, Erecto and Horsemeat, they started the reset scramble. Um, and it was uh, Erecto who got who um, submitted to Horsemeat's Nakalock to be next to Eliminated. Out at number five was Super Skull and the two fucking therapy teammates, former World Tag Team Champions... Uh, made uh we well, uh, had to confront each other and certainly this was a uh, quite a match up um and uh then Xavier james also entered um skull evidently was pinned by Xavier after the r m one percenter horse meat was pinned by super skull James was then pinned uh later on uh but the final two participants in this number seven was uh the psycho yank oh excuse me uh uh, psycho yank ended at eight uh tyson snow entered at number seven um xavier james was at number six super at number five and horse meat number four i got my numbers mixed up there i do apologize um but uh uh, Horse Meat was fourth eliminated. Super Skull was fifth eliminated by, as I said, by Xavier James. Xavier was then pinned by Tyson Snow after a choke chain. And then the last eliminated was the Psycho Yank, who Snow pinned after a chain yank. And Snow has won the 2018 Shot at Glory Scramble. A very fast paced scramble compared to, um, I mean, we go back to, say, 2014. When the Psycho Yank uh, won the scramble after nearly an hour of ring time, Snow did it in less than 20 minutes. You know, the the total scramble time was about 20 minutes. So, to say the least, very fast paced scramble. And Tyson Snow, uh, at the well, numerous after numerous attempts trying to win the scramble. Of course, he participated in the first scramble back in 2011. At November Payne, to say the very least, that's uh, quite the accolade for Tyson, and he ha- has now got that that shot at glory, which up until last, well, up until this year, was almost a guaranteed um, way to win. Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether Jimmy Suzuki has. Started a streak or not of unsuccessful cash-ins. Of course, Suzuki unsuccessfully cashed in the Shot of Glory Scramble this past February. I'd stick it up your Valentines. Okay, so that's uh, a look at Shot of Glory. Just to recap, uh, once again, the Shot of Glory Scramble uh, entrance. So Tequila and Miss Tigress were numbers 1 and 2. Aquano Erecto, number three. Horsemeat, number four. Super Skull, number five. Xavier James, number six. Psycho Yank, number seven. And Tyson Snow, number eight. Tequila was first eliminated. Miss Tigress was next eliminated by a count-out. Aquano Erecto, third eliminated. Uh, he was eliminated by Meat. Fourth was Horse Meat eliminated by Super Skull. Fifth was Super Skull, eliminated by Xavier James. And then the final two eliminations were by Tyson Snow, and that was Xavier and then Psycho Yank for Snow to win the Scramble. Hopefully, I I completely messed it up because I was reading not only the um, eliminations, but the entrance at the same time. And I completely uh, ballsed it up, unfortunately. But uh, that's sometimes what happens, I'm afraid. You know, shit happens. Anyway... I've got some music to play because I've got a lot of lady-based graps to talk about Um, the next... I've got three days of this stuff. It's going to be fun. So I'm going to play some music. Um, I'm going to go into the hopper this time. uh, Because what I was going to play could actually make a good apropos show closer. Um, Back to the 80s. Here's Mart of Noise to take us into... Where am I going in the next three days? On episode two, series seven, KW radio. Let me start this up. There we go. Back in a bit, folks. teniendo It's episode 2, series 7 of KAW Radio. My microphone would not turn on for a very brief moment, so a little bit of radio silence. What a load of shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, well, never mind. Right, so I've got Lady Graps for days coming up in just a moment. But first, uh, let's report on my trip to the Sausage Pit. Um, it's a nickname out of love. So, yeah, this is... um. Basically, before I um, deliver the Liam Stevens trigger warning, uh, I might as well mention I went to a show which he enjoyed because the guy fell asleep during the women's match again. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. Evidently, uh, I took now that the progress show I went to. Uh, when was it? Last weekend or the weekend before? We took Super Skull, and Super Skull could not have been a better women's wrestling fan. <laughs> I rest my case. Uh you know, he, he's a former undisputed champion and a man of the a man of uh the, the people as it were. Anyway, uh right, so let's uh keep this quick otherwise I will get stuck on it. So yeah, we were at uh, the Cockpit Theatre in Marlebone. Uh, for Revolution Pro Wrestling Live at the Cockpit 34 which is fucking mental to think that Um, also it's the last show I will be at that venue in 2018 Um, alas I'm missing Live at the Cockpit 35 on December 2nd Um, as uh, I will be elsewhere I'll be at BW Um, so I am hoping to get to as many of those cockpit shows as possible in twenty nineteen. I actually got myself a season ticket, so uh, I know that uh, that's uh, good value as well. Fifteen quid a show, um, and it's uh, and uh, it's uh, it's you know I joke that Revolution Pro Wrestling do have such a hilarious bias toward two things. Uh dudes and Japanese dudes. <laughs> Fortunately we didn't see too many of the latter on this show, if any. <laughs> uh but yeah, uh let's uh so let's uh, recap the results. Uh, four way saw Chris Brooks defeat Curtis Chapman, El Fantasmo and Josh Bodum. Um non-title matchups saw the Rev Pro British women's champion Jamie Hater defeat Zan Phoenix. Um Hater was then confronted by Zoe Lucas following the match. Um and then Zoe hit Hater with the title belt. Holy fuck. Um so there's definitely that, that's set, definitely setting the table for, for for Jamie's next title defense. Charles Samuel's defeated uh, Mr. Juicy Gino Gambino. Um Aussie Open defeated HXC. Um Chief definitely Dunn and the Great O'Connor defeated TK Cooper and Rishi Ghosh. Um, in, I think, the match-up of the night, um, because it told an, an amazing story as well, um, Red Pro British Cruiserweight Champion David Starr defeated Shane Taylor. The Hunter Brothers defeated Team White Wolf. And your main event was Chris Ridgway defeating Speedball Mike Bailey. Um, pros? Well... David Starr's match and promo. Holy fuck. Uh, David Starr def- is um, in a heavyweight title matchup with Tomohiro Ishii tomorrow at Uprising in York Hall. Um, now, this is one of the reasons... that that was. That's pretty much the only reason I would have wanted to go to York Hall tomorrow. Um, because the M- David Starr's been the MVP of RevPro the whole year. It's re- he is ridiculous. Re- ridiculously underrated, as you know, in 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 the grand scheme of Rev Pro, to the point where I feel that it's part of that story. Um, um, I mean the promo before his match, or excuse me, after the match, he had with Shane Taylor was fucking amazing. Just it was one of those where it's just incredible stuff. Um, many people are wondering if he doesn't win the title tomorrow, he never will. Um, main event was um, as much strikey goodness as you would expect. Um, and it was a fine main event as well. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, there were some negatives, I thought. Um, the cockpit shows in the grand scheme of Red Pro seem. At sometimes, especially on the run-up to bigger shows like York Hall, seem to be just put on the back burner. Um, I mean, I had that thought in September when I went to uh, the Red Pro show in Leamington Spa and then the show in the cockpit the day after. It felt like that there was more build-up and more of a push to make the Leamington show slightly more important than the cockpit show. But... It just, you know, obviously, something just seems a little bit all right there, if you think about it. Because, you know, I I can understand maybe a reason being is that, you know, Leamington is a new market. The cockpit shows generally sell out regardless of who's on the cards. So maybe that's where, you know, that, you know, it kind of was a detriment to the cockpit show uh, that month. But um, nonetheless, um, it was um, you know thinking about it. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, um, the cockpit doesn't seem like a huge priority to push. Uh, you know, as far as Ripper is concerned, um, uh, I mean I'm reading someone's not the graps, uh, not not my graps on on the love the graps group. Um, and mentions and this is actually why I mentioned this. Three of the matches weren't advertised. Something Jamie Hayter referenced in that promo, because indeed the her matchup was one of those unadvertised matches. And um the whole thing felt very important unimportant in the grand scheme of things. Um so definitely I mean for for a lot of stuff that Rev Pro are doing right, i.e. they're producing that world of pro wrestling TV show on free sports which genuinely is leagues better than, you know, what has been on free sports in the past? I believe they had five-star wrestling. Um, and also, let's be honest, the abomination that was World of Sport. Holy fuck. Anything's better than that. Um, but, I mean, speaking, before I get on to, you know, what I'm before I'm getting on to, uh, before I get on to, uh, obviously, the wrestling i'm going to this coming weekend um their women's division is on its ass in some people's eyes to the point where liam stevens is frequently falling asleep during those matches um and it's not for the want of trying on the on the part of the girls that you know i mean i would say talking about someone else who's been an mvp player in rev pro but never gets the credit for it is Zoe Lucas um uh just she's had some really impressive performances in the last few months um to the point where i've kind of un- I, I mean a lot of people i know it's not necessarily a consensus but i know more than a few people reckon that she's basically a you know a one woman division which is unfair to jamie Hater and to zan phoenix as well but uh you could argue that Zoe's always been on those you know always kind of there um it's uh, it's, uh, it's uh, you know and, and and this guy's not my graps his other one he deals with weird alignments so the whole women's division in you know by his perception is all of them are heels which is ridiculous but at the same time yeah that's also how much of an I uh, know? How much of an afterthought that women's division can be perceived to be when you don't even know who, if, if there are any baby faces at all in in RevPro on the women's side of things. Um, but that was something they did with when Ginny was the women's division, for lack of a better expression. Um, everything revolved around her, and even then, you know, if there if 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 there was a woman that was you know resembled remotely a baby face they've got pretty much buried which is a huge hazard when it comes to booking a show in general you know men women or beast you know it's all well and good having a dominant heel but when they're burying every baby face there's no um there's no one to root for in order to you know cuz at the end of the day we live in an age where and, and I'm kind of getting on my soapbox here we're kind of living in an age where the heel is the default setting, I think, for a lot of bookers. Um, because, you know, they've always, they've learnt that old saying, the, f- the the money's in the chase. Well, what's the point of the chase when there's no payoff? The, mo- the real money's in the payoff, in my personal opinion. You know, bad guys are meant to get their comeuppance. That's what we were taught as kids, you know, back in the day that old school booking the heel's always got their comeuppance. um in certain territories like for example in in southern territories where you know that you know for example um i remember re- i remember listening to i think uh, oh blimey i remember i think it was jim cornet talking about in memphis um how it being a weekly pr- uh, territory um it wasn't the the comeuppance for a heel was more humiliation based because they had to basically be, you know, they get they come up and say be humiliated, but it was more of a week to week thing. Um, whereas in other territories, it could be the heel getting their ass handed to them, you know, getting maybe stretched out or something after getting murdered by the baby face. Um, again, I'm drawing a blank on any comparisons that I may have heard, but uh, the point is for fuck's sake, Rev Pro, a little bit of black and white is fine. Shades of Grey confuses people and sends Liam Stevens to sleep. Rant over. <laughs> no, but, um, I mean, if I'm honest with you, a lot of the cockpit shows have been very samey. Um, and it's, it's not even that it's a bad samey in that it's, like, every show's been crap. In Ring, cockpit shows are always very good. That's why people turn up month after month, but and there's you know that comes with a caveat in that a lot of uh, you know a lot of things are almost, almost formulaic um, to a fault, and you can kind of figure out what each you know what each of the you know what certain things are going to happen when basically. Um, but yeah, enough of talking about Repro. Uh, I'm going to talk about other stuff. Um, in a minute, because why not um, so yeah, um <coughs> right, now, it's just so I could get my notes for <laughs> what's coming up um right now, um, and of course, it is um. Right, so I, I'm now looking at uh, the quote-unquote ladies' night times three, as it were, um, as tomorrow uh, I have to board a coach, from Victoria Coach Station, at 9am to get to Sheffield. Uh, I'll be in Sheffield for the first time to watch um, wrestling. Uh, And I will be at Southside as they present the 2018 Queen of the Ring tournament. Um, Now, I like, you know, I like going to the Southside shows in Stevenage, as mentioned uh, many times before. Um, But it's the first time I think I've been to a Southside show outside the M25 since Nottingham about five years, five, four, four, three, four, five years ago, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, I think it may have been 2013, It's the last time I went to uh, Nottingham, uh, and uh, uh, that, was a f- that was I mean, don't get me wrong, it was a fun, fun show, but my fucking word, I was tired. As a matter of fact, I have told the story that I had to actually miss the main event, of the evening show that Southside did that day um, which if I'm right was Kevin Steen versus Sticks in a no disqualification match um, I wonder what happened to that uh, Kevin Steen lad <laughs> um, he's not done too bad for himself um, but I had to miss the final I believe 15 minutes of the show because I had to get to Nottingham Station um for the train at 10pm, which was literally the last train, you know, of the night. So I had to sprint it because the Britannia Hotel in Nottingham, fortunately, it's in the town centre, it's kind of in the city centre. Um, it's off the Maid Marion Way, which um, is, I believe, a downward gradient toward the station. This worked my advantage as I sprinted, and I'm not good on my cardio, let's just say that. I sprinted for about half a mile down to um, Nottingham Station. And I got into, I actually reserved a, t- a seat and everything, so I was kind of lucky there. I got to my seat 30 seconds before the door shut. And to say the very least, I was fucked. I was so knackered. Um, but at the same time, I had a really good time there, um, you know, it was the kind of, you know, it was, it was a fun, fun show from what I, I remember. As a matter of fact, before I go into my ladies' night thing, let's take a look at Cage Match. Um, there we go, try and find Cage Match. Now, let's go to Southside. Hopefully, this works. Um, let's go to 2013. Oh yeah, I'll tell you what, this is fucking riveting viewing, guys. Sorry about that. We're live as fuck. Uh, here we go, 2013. Um, it would have been... Oh Christ, where is it? What are you looking for? Ah here we go. Uh, Southside Day of Reckoning and Super Show, 17th of November 2013. Ah almost five years ago, almost to the day. Well to the month. <laughs> to the month. Um so this was what I saw in on that day. Um tell you what, talk about loaded. This this is a loaded I mean I mean I've mentioned this on my twenty thirteen program Exploits. Um, bonus episode of KW Radio, but fuck me, is this a loaded card? This is just the afternoon show, by the way. So, yeah, it was at the Britannia Hotel in Nottingham. Uha Nation over Chris Travis. That's your opener. Robbie X over Allegaro. Martin Kirby kept the speaking title of Jim Hunter, Kaylee Ray, Lee Hunter, Pete Dunn, and Tyler Bates. The Predators, Joseph Connors and Paul Malin defeated Kevin Steen. And Mark Haskins defeated Sticks. Um, and then the afternoon show, opening contest again. Awesome Kong defeat Kaylee Ray. Mark Haskins kept the Southside heavyweight title over Uha Nation. Of course, Apollo Cruz. Martin Kirby versus Chris Travis was a double count out for the speaking title. Um, Starbucks, Mark Haskins and Robbie X defeated the Predators to win the Southside tag titles. Um, eight man elimination tag match. Um, Dale Mills, Hardcore Holly, and the Hunter Brothers over Harvey, Dale, Max Angeles, Nathan Cruz, and SC Supreme. Chris Masters over El Aguero. And this was the one I missed. It was false count anywhere between Kevin Steen, who defeated Sticks. Okay. Um, yeah, so I missed that that last match. And then looking at this, holy fuck. Just looking at the, like the that era of Southside fuck me blind if they didn't have some awesome shit on there good me goodness me I think the first Southside show went to was in 2013 too um think yeah um it was unlucky for some I think thirteenth october. 2013, um, main event. Uh, oh come on, where was it? Uh, here we go. Main event was Davy Richards and Michael Elgin versus Project Ego. Jesus, impressive. It's a, impressive to think that that you know Southside's been going on for, well, they celebrate their eighth anniversary, didn't they? So they've been going on that long, and they've had some awesome shit happen. Um, But uh, yeah Interesting shit nonetheless Okay (coughs) Right moving on Uh, Hopefully Um, Okay so I won't mention it because even though it's in our week They still haven't put The line up for that show, on oh they may have on cage match on cage match. Let me double check because I checked last week and they didn't have it. I'm talking about Frontline because obviously, round one of the J League is on. Uh, it's next Wednesday, if my memory serves me correctly. that it could be thir- Wait, is it Wednesday? No, it's Tuesday. Next Tuesday, thirteenth of November. Goodness me. Oh, goodness me. I am just all over the place today. Um, no, they've still got the current events, the previous two events, which are Build Me an Empire and SPIRIT. Um Okay, no worries. That's fine. Um, okay, right. So let's go to... St- oh, damn it. I was actually going to look at that Cage Match profile. Uh, cage Match page as well. No, I opened up a Cage Match page. Um, which I actually have just shut, which is a bollock of cake. Um, but, yeah, I am going to be on the coach uh, at 9 a.m. tomorrow, heading up to Sheffield um, to watch Southside Queen Lorraine 2018. Um, looking at the line-up, I f- I'm finding it hard to pick a winner because... I can think of at least two wrestlers I think on this in this lineup who I think are booked for future Southside shows. And knowing that the prize for victory in Queen of the Ring is the Queen of Southside Championship, it kind of nails it a little wide open, but then again, knowing this is Southside everyone, I do know that they are a they are very safe when it comes to booking. Especially when it comes to the to the uh, when it comes to the um, Queen of Southside. Um, let me go because no, I was going to say I was going to pull up the details of the um, actual title, and I think there's been fewer champions than I thought. As a matter of fact, um, far fewer. Um, let me get to it if I can. Here we go. Southside Wrestling Entertainment. Um, bear with me here we go well that's obviously out of date by a considerable margin uh now i've just noticed that uh, there's some things which are a little out of date um yep no i'm just i'm i'm actually just saying it is actually a lot there's a lot fewer there's um nine there have been nine reigns shared amongst let's see one two three four five six seven wrestlers so far fewer than i thought katie ray is the only multi-time champion i haven't held the title three times so obviously Southside know how to book a one woman division correctly i suppose (laughs) you could argue I mean, the title's only been around since 2015, and I saw the first match to crown the champion. That was um, that was in the um, in Perth, if my memory serves me correctly. Uh, the current champion, of course, is Casey Owens. She won the title in Sheffield. Interesting to note, and when you know who won the pony. She beat Kaylee Ray. <laughs> um, but. Uh, Let's see if they actually do have the. I don't think they do. I think I've just looked at it. I don't think they have the. Oh, well they do. They have Queen of the Ring twenty two thousand eighteen on cage match, but they don't have the lineup. Okay, so the lineup is on hashtag. Okay, so the first round brackets are as follows. So you've got Ke- Killer Kelly versus Kaylee Ray. You've got Casey versus Kimberly which was apparently meant to take place at Queen of the Ring 2016 in non-tournament action. Zyre um, so Brookside, who's one half the Southside Tag Team Champions, taking on Shana. Emily McKenzie taking on Chris Wolfe. And then in non-tournament action... Um, oh, oh! bear in mind. Uh, apparently, the Queen of the Ring finals is a four-way contest. Um... So, they skip the semi-final. So, it's a four-way contest for the title. And then two non-tournament matches, which are Shaxx versus Lana Austin and Vader Scott versus Kanji. Which could be pretty good uh, on paper. So, that's uh, what I'm heading up to Sheffield for. Um, I mean, I've headed up to Sheffield. Not Sheffield. not I've headed up to, you know, up north, for lack of a better expression. For, I think, lesser matches, arguably. And, of course, I'm completely mugging off the double header that they're doing the next day. On the 10th of November. Because myself and uh, my cohorts, which I'm travelling with, have to get the coach back to London at uh, 1am. To get into London for about 6. To then get home, get changed. Shit shower shave. Uh... And then head to Bethnal Green. And then you've got um, a small matter of Eve, she won. And I gushed about it last week, I'm pretty sure. I actually haven't heard last week's episode of KW Radio properly, so I probably haven't. Meanwhile, um, my esteemed colleague, Mr. Liam Stevens, will be in attendance at ACW's comeback show. Don't call it a comeback, they've only been... Sleeping for a little bit. As they present uh, Elite Eight at uh, Keaton's Hall in Bermondsey. Um, now, this is a standard single elimination tournament. quarterfinals, final semi-finals, finals. Um, they've got two non-tournament matches. Chris Murphy versus Adam Ralph versus Alejandro Capone versus Keanu. is a four-way contest. And a Hustle Malone Open Challenge. But then you've got the Elite Eight... Four quarterfinals. So you've got Conor Mills versus Eddie Dennis, Big T versus Alexander Roth, James Best versus Jack Sexmith, and Alex Cupid versus David Francisco. Um not a bad lineup on paper, as far as that Elite Eight is concerned. Could go could go uh anyway or either way to to be perfectly honest. So um be interesting to see how that goes. Um Although I will probably be either too tired or not give a shit enough to give a fuck, uh, since I will be in Bethnal Green. Uh, I think I mentioned the announced lineups for matches for She1. Um, to confirm, so show one is on the afternoon of the 10th on the Saturday. Um, so you have got Block A, which is Jamie Hayter versus Eagles and Viper versus Millie McKenzie. Block B, Chris Wolf versus Rhea Riley and Charlie Evans versus Casey. Block C is Tony Storm versus Ginny and Command Bolshai versus Jetta. Show 2 on the evening of the 10th. Block A, <coughs> Jamie Hayter versus Millie McKenzie. Viper versus and Eagles. Chris Wolf versus Charlie Evans and Rhea Riley versus Casey. Block C is Command Bolshai versus Ginny and Tony Storm versus Jetta. And then Show 3 on the afternoon on the Sunday, 11th of November. Is Viper versus Jamie Hayton, Has an Eagles versus Millie McKenzie in Block A. Ray O'Reilly versus Charlie Evans. And Casey versus Chris Wolfe in Block B. And Block C is Tony Storm versus Command Bolshoy And Jenny versus Jetta. And then show four on the evening of the 11th um, is the finals of She Won. So the winners of each block face each other in a three-way contest. Plus, Eve Championship matchup. Charlie Morgan defends against Kaylee Ray. Um... You can argue that one of those shows alone is going to be fucking good. But there's a potential for all four of those shows to really be good. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm sure that everyone that I know worth a fuck is actually looking forward to that as well. So, yeah, um... Uh, it's yeah, it's uh, definitely going to be a good, good, good three days. I will probably be absolutely fucking knackered by the time that we uh, we get to we get to uh, Monday morning. But uh, then I'll have the small matter of arranging matches for November pay nine on the afternoon of the eighteenth of November. So it's on the same day of Survivor Series, uh Sunday uh for those who are keeping track um but uh so here at KW House we've got um, a 2pm start for uh November Pain, hoping to get that finished by 7 o'clock so we can then clear up set up the pay-per-view party and that starts at 9 o'clock um so Survivor Series is one of the big four that's why we have the pay-per-view party in the first place so uh There you go. For those wondering. Because I know that, you know, WWE does get a lot of shit sometimes for a lot of the things they do. And justifiably so, I might add. Anyway. So enough of that. Let's go to plugs before we wrap up. We've been an hour. Here we go. And we begin with our website, which is kickasswrestling.co.uk, that's kickasswrestling.co.uk, on um, Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash kickasswrestling.uk, that's facebook.com slash kickasswrestling.uk, go to Twitter, we are at twitter.com forward slash k, ground, um, i KW commissioner. I need to change that name. Steve Stevens is at Stevens KW and our undisputed champion. DL Hicks is a prick. DL Hicks KW. Instagram. We are now really upping the um, additional content. KW Retro posts on our Instagram, which is at Instagram.com forward slash kickasswrestlinguk. That is Instagram.com forward slash kickasswrestlinguk. Uh, Shop Zone is powered by Zazzle.co.uk and you can find that at Schwag. K-W-S-C-H-W-A-G They have offers for days on that place so, uh, you know, check it out and uh, get some kick-ass wrestling merch And finally um, well, almost finally TinyOld.com slash KW Radio for archive episodes of Kick Ass Wrestling Radio, including bonus episodes, and of course the previous six series of KW Radio. And finally, well, our KW Show playlist at tinyold.com slash 2018 KW Shows. Okay, and we're out of here for the time being. I've been David Lovell, been recording this stuff here at KW House in Stepney, East London. um And since it's going to be ladies' night for the next three days, take it away for our show closer this week. Unironically, call in the gang. We'll see you next week and we'll talk to you next week. Till then, cheerio. just to wrap up a quick look at our upcoming dates here for Kick-Ass Wrestling of course our next show is November 9 on Sunday November the 18th then we have the 4th edition of December to Remember on Saturday December the 1st then on Friday January the 4th we present to you Wrestle Empire 3 followed by the finale of the Saul Taylor Classic Tournament on Saturday January the 19th also prepare yourself for April Duel's 11 coming to you on WrestleMania weekend. That is, of course, on Saturday, the 6th of April. More details on these shows can be found on our website, kickasswrestling.co.uk, and more on social media as well. Until next week, we'll talk to you next week here on KW Radio.